Well, hello and welcome back to the 28th episode of the T-Drop the Film Buff podcast. And as teased last Sunday when I did the episode, the trailer, the final trailer for The Rise of Skywalker debuted on Monday night during Monday Night Football. I decided, heck with the news this week. Heck with reviewing movies. Let's just go deep dive into the trailer breakdown for this movie because... My God, was it one of the greatest trailers I've ever seen. Now, before we actually get into that, we're going to do like a picture-by-picture, frame-by-frame breakdown, pretty much. But before we get into that, I wanted to address some of the complaints that people are having about this trailer, how it doesn't show any story, you don't really know what the movie's actually about. Yeah, well, you can't have it both ways, because these are the same people that are complaining every single time that uh, you know the Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailers or the... Uh, you know, half the Marvel Universe trailers give away half the movie, or Justice League gives away most of the movie in the third act, and Batman v Superman gives away the Doomsday reveal. It's like, you can't have it both ways. Like, I, I get it. There's a balance you have to have, but to me, this trailer did exactly what it should have. So you had the teaser back at Star Wars Celebration uh, that was basically just frames, uh, kind of teasing certain parts of the movie, not necessarily giving you any true dialogue. You had the voiceover by Mark Hamill. Uh, and then you had the, the reveal at the end that Ian McDormand is returning as the Emperor, uh, a.k.a. Palpatine, Darth Sidious, whatever you want to call him. Um, so that was the first teaser. Then, of course, the D23 special look, as they're calling it, not necessarily a trailer at all. Um, that gave us the Dark Ray reveal or the double-headed lightsaber reveal. Which more than likely is going to be, I don't, want, I don't want to say hallucination, I don't want to say it, I kind of feel like it might be, but at the same time, it would make more sense if it was a clone of sorts of Ray, maybe Darth Sidious Apprentice, I don't know, that's kind of the more likely, uh, or more hopeful uh, resolution that we would be looking for, but... That was a darker trailer, darker look at it. This is the final hopeful trailer. This is the end of the saga. This gets you like emotionally invested one more time. Uh, you're moved again. The music is swelling. It's absolutely magical. So I was overwhelmed by this trailer. And I actually wanted to do like a top 10 greatest trailers of all time this week but I was like you know I need more time with this trailer because I would want to put it up there with like Man of Steel Interstellar you know maybe Gone Girls trailer that sort of thing so I uh, wanted to have more time on that that might be an end of the year thing end of the decade uh, because 2019 is the end of the decade but let's not waste any more time here let's start breaking this trailer down frame by frame not sure if you're going to be able to hear the trailer in the background but I will be playing it on the new 4K television, absolutely. Let's give this thing a look. Oh, you know what? Even before we start, it's worth mentioning. Uh, you know, you have the Lucasfilm logo there. Uh, that uh, I love. I, I love that they start out with that logo. Uh, I mean, not that they don't always, because they do, but it just reminds me of the uh, video Collider put together of the George Lucas deepfake reaction. My God. That is something else. Absolutely love that. So here we go. So yeah, you have Ray running 
through, uh, you know, what seems to be perhaps this the same planet that they were on at the end of the Return of the Jedi. I kind of doubt it is. It's just the same thing we thought at the beginning of the first teaser trailer for The Force Awakens. It wasn't, uh, it didn't end up being, you know, Luke's home planet. Like, you know, it it was Jakku. You know, it's a different place. Uh, Just because it looks all foresty doesn't mean we're going to see Ewoks in this movie. Eh, We might, but doesn't mean that we will. Uh, but I, I I love that uh, this this trailer gives shots of, of Ray running because I think in both yeah in both the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi trailer she you get a lot of shots of her running and for whatever reason Daisy Ridley is a good runner it's a good runner and it's funny because there's a lot of actors out there Vin Diesel not a good runner not a good runner on screen the girl who played the waif in Game of Thrones not a good runner. Tom Cruise, great runner. Not that that matters at all, but I thought it was funny. But you have the the voiceover by John Boyega saying like this is an it's an instinct. Uh, the force brought us together. The jumping, gotta love the jumping. The feeling, uh, it's an instinct. It's a feeling. The force brought us together. Also, another thing that they do really well. I love that they actually show Daisy Ridley like sweating after running in this. I feel like, you know, it's it's a common thing where they just have, you know, actors doing a lot of physical activity, not showing any sweat. It's all in makeup and stuff. No, no, let's, let's see some real sweat. Let's, let's bring the, the reality to the situation here. The force brought us together. Yeah, the force brought us together. And, of course, that that's the, the shot of, of Boyega with the binoculars kind of, you know, intercutting with Ray running, of course. It, it, completely different planets, I'm sure. Yeah, but they're kind of trying to tease something there with Finn. I don't know if that means that he's perhaps actually a Force user or not. I kind of hope he's not. That's what a lot of people are saying online, though. I'll tell you that. So it's a common, common belief that he might be a Force user. Let's hope not, though. Let's hope not. Blue lightsaber's really hitting Okay, here, here's one thing I definitely wanted to mention. Is you have the voiceover, we're at like a, a resistance base, uh, rebel base, whatever you want to call it. It reminds me a lot of Return of the Jedi, actually. Um, uh, and you have Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron kind of giving the, we're not alone, uh, you know, kind of giving the, a pump-up speech, if you will. And then you have the shot of Rose, who, to be fair, is one of my least favorite characters, probably my least favorite character in The Last Jedi. No... no no, uh, not in fault to the, the actress, of course. Um, but I love this shot of her walking towards just an, it's an epic, like, shit, like, what's going down here? Like, like something's happening here with her. She's walking, uh, very worried look on her face. Then you have, in the background, you could barely see, uh, but it is Dominic Monaghan and Billy Lord. Looks like they might be a couple, maybe they're brother and sister, you can't really tell. Um, but I love the look of Don McMonaghan with the beard there as well. Billy Lord, of course, in the last two movies. I don't even remember if she says much in the last, I don't think she has much to say, but still, um, it's, a, it's just a great shot. It's a great shot. I love the shots of the, the walking towards the camera with the epic music swelling up. Love it. Let's keep going. Oh, and then this is, I mean, this is one of the, the shots people are really talking about. You have the ship. Uh, kind of going down, uh, whether or not that's crashing or trying to take off, barely get barely getting off. It just reminds me of the shots that J.J. Abrams, Abrams would have in his Star Trek movies, uh, so I don't mind that at all. 
Again, it seems like the same planet we're on when Ray's running in the beginning, uh, but it might not be. And that kind of—I don't know what ship that is. I'm—I'm I'm, not—I'm not a ship guy with Star Wars. And I can't name all the you know, different X-wings, and you know, uh, I, I'm not, not going to be able to do that. Not going to be able to do that. But where the Tie Fighters, you know. All right, here we go. Oh, love, love, love this shot. Okay, so this is like the opposite of the end of Revenge of the Sith. You know, when you're on the uh, when you're on Mustafar uh, with um, Anakin and Obi Wan, you have that epic battle in the in the lava um, with the rocks and, and everything like that, which you know can be perceived as is very choreographed, which it is. One of the complaints of the prequels overall is that all the fights are very choreographed, but at the same time, uh, it just has that same look and feel. It's the opposite. So we're in this uh, very water-based area of a planet maybe the entire planet is very water-based kind of like the planet in interstellar but i i love that that rays like people keep telling me they know me uh and it's another just great epic look of her standing there with the lightsaber in hand waiting for somebody and of course that somebody's none other than kylo ren And this is one of my next favorite shots, of course, is that you have, uh, you know, no one does what Ray says about knowing her. And, of course, then you have coming out of the water, coming out of the, the spraying water uh, is none other than Adam Driver as Kylo Ren himself. Uh, of course, uh, completely covered in water. Just a, a shot for the, the Kylo lovers out there, of course. Uh, but he's got that lightsaber in hand. He kind of takes it up and cocks it back. Reminds me a lot, and I said this earlier this week, it reminds me a lot of the shot from the Mission Impossible trailer when Henry Cavill is, is basically reloading his guns. Not his, his the physical guns, like as in weapons, his, his freaking bicep muscles and, and forearm muscles. Like, that's that's epic. I love that shot of Kylo Ren, and he's goes like, I do, I know you. I don't know how much we're going to get into that in this movie. Like, I mean, are we going to get more lines of Kylo telling Rey who she is and where she's from? Or is it, or is he just kind of messing with her again? I don't know. We're gonna see. Another shot of them flying towards an ice planet. Oh, hearing that voice again. I know we got his voice, you know, slightly in the uh, the previous couple trailers. But man, when he's long have I waited. It's like, dude, that is that is freaking epic, man. And that that look of his throne, I mean, with the spikes coming out, it kind of looks like, the, I mean, I know there's concept art for this, uh, one of the books or something, I think, for, for the Emperor that this is kind of based off of, but it also reminds me of what the Iron Throne kind of looks like in Game of Thrones in the books. It's this very tall, and the spikes are so far out. Um, I love that. So, you know, long have I waited, and now, oh, with the shot of the ship coming out of the water. And so that's where I want to pause, too, because he's like, and now you're coming together. And it's, you know, it's a shot of the one named Falcon with, of course, Ray, Finn, Chewie, uh, and Poe kind of coming into the, the ship. And he's, as he's saying, you're coming together, and it's like, you get that feeling as an audience member, like, shit. 
this is the first time that they've all done a mission together in the entire trilogy. Like, that's the great thing about the original trilogy is, yes, there's plenty of time spent apart with the, the characters. But most of it, they at least get to do missions together. They're on the same page uh, for all the movies. Like, they're not, they're not, they don't even, like, it's not like in, in these movies where Poe and Ray basically just met last year like or la in the last movie like the very end of the last movie it's slightly missed opportunity can't go back and fix it i'm not going to sign a petition or start a petition trying to get them to fix anything but but yes uh so he's, you're coming together and of course they they're finally coming together Millennium falcon oh and of course i uh, can't forget 3po there i didn't i didn't want to pass up that shot of, of Rey and Kylo, of course, fighting, which looks like the same planet that she was waiting for him on uh, a minute or two ago. Is your undoing. Now, does that mean Rey and Kylo's coming together to try to defeat him is their undoing? Or does that mean that finally in this movie, because Rey, Finn, Poe, Chewie, C-3PO are finally doing a mission together, could be their undoing because they're blinded by something i don't i don't know what he means by that it's more than likely he's talking about kylo and ray i think i think although remember in the last jedi trailers i was thinking when kylo put out his hand to grab ray i was thinking that that would be um that that would be him reaching for carrie fisher as leia somehow but no that was indeed ray and here it is oh my friends oh I, I gotta go back now i mean i gotta go back you know i mean it's just oh can i even go back on this tv i don't even know that i can um yeah here let's go back a little bit let's let's go back to we'll play a little bit just because i want to pause it on that one moment when they're all talking there in the ship you see through was getting fixed we get the new, we get the new droid. Okay, so we get the new droid at the ground. I can't remember that name. Far left, uh, Zori, is that her name? I think it's Zori, I could be wrong. Uh, but they want to talk about this because there's a couple things that could be happening here, right? So C-3PO, of course, um, apparently from the books, when he gets the red eyes, that's like his battle mode, right? And, and so we've seen other shots from the other trailers where he does have his red eyes. It's kind of like, you know, you know, maybe when he gets his red eyes, he doesn't have his other memory. Um, from his uh, from his whole life, right? So uh, maybe when he's getting plugged in here by the the little creature, that could mean he, he's getting you know changed, his functions changing, and then he's going to lose his memories of his the entire saga, right? So uh, that's what makes this line both so emotionally impactful, but at the same time, you could certainly see why. Um, I mean, you can see the logistics behind this. They don't want C-3PO being a, 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 um, a liability there in the field because, you know, you have the when he's in the original trilogy, he's kind of just stumbling around when amidst the chaos and the battles. I think he gets some fighting in the prequels, of course, but um, but it's, it's so emotional, especially because this reminds me of an Avengers Endgame when, of course, Downey Jr. is is talking to his daughter at the end, the voiceover, the, the recording that he gives her, but at the same time he is talking to his talking to the audience, right? The, he's saying, you know, what has it been, 10 years, and uh, it's in the world now, it's a universe of, of heroes. It's like, dude, that is, that's, oh, it's tough. It's tough to listen to because it's, 
he's literally talking to the audience and he's talking see three is talking to the audience as well here uh, and that is that's and oh i can't even i mean it's hard to watch this without getting emotional and choked up because i've seen this trailer probably about 25 times now and there hasn't been a single time where i haven't got goosebumps right after this line so that was awesome and it still is Oh. Jesus. The music swelling. Oh. And then you have the shot. Like that music, you know, you always, they always get, they always use the other music. Like, like they're so used to using that music in the trailers. I love they're actually using the main fanfare from the opening credits. Uh, that they don't use in the movies enough, I feel like. But they're using it in a, in a different variation, uh, of course. And I absolutely uh, I, I love that there. So, of course, then we get into the shot of... The shot that we've seen in all three of the marketing trailers so far, which is Ray hugging Leia, which has to be, in a way, from uh, the material they shot in Force Awakens, I believe is what J.J. Abrams has said. Um, and that every time when you see Ray's tear fall down, you're like, that's, that's us. That is the audience. And that again is how well this trailer plays because it's, it's a trailer, uh, that is essentially for the audience. It's not for, it's not for non-fans. This is for the hardcore fans. This is for the people who have been there from the beginning. People have waited for this saga, uh, to come to its conclusion for decades. Um, man. I, I absolutely love it. And the shot is beautiful, of course, because you have the light in the background, essentially on Leia as well. It's great. Let's keep looking. Yes, that is absolutely true. Uh, and then, of course, you get some shots of the battle there, but it's hard not to mention Mark Hamill's line there, right? Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. It's like, oh, if Mark Hamill, I mean, my God, the guy doesn't ever need to, show his face on camera again he's just so freaking good at voiceover like i mean we all know how good he is as the joker in all the arkham material every single batman appearance that he that he makes but man is he good as the voiceover as luke here and just feels this feels so much more polished than it may have in last jedi and why is my dog barking of course this is during the the elijah skywalker trailer here ollie what are we doing barking anyway uh, so I, I love that line because it's absolutely true. The, the, the confronted fear is the destiny of a Jedi. And of course, you have the line finished here. Your oh, your destiny. Um, and of course, that's right after the shot of the um, like little paint bomb or whatever you want to do it exploding. And then that's intercut with the, the Finn yelling. How good is John Boyega just yelling? And the guy, every movie, it feels like he gets a, a moment to just let out a, a war cry, a yell. Um, and it just works so freaking perfectly. And also, that shot, one of my favorite shots in the entire trailer, is of um, Billy D. Williams as Lando laughing and kind of having a great time in the Morning Falcon. Because it's like, oh, that is, I mean, that's your childhood. That's everyone's childhood wrapped up in one. Lando's finally back. Or at least... Billy D. Williams is finally back as Lando. We did, have, of course, have Donald Glover. Did a pretty good job as Lando, but um, it just wasn't the same, right? It just wasn't the same, but it's such a great shot as the music swells. And it says, Mark Hamill finishes the line and says, Your destiny. Oh, man. I, 
cannot wait for this freaking movie. The saga will end. And I have to pause it there, of course, as well, because you have the freaking space horses. You have space horses. Um, God, that is amazing. And, I mean, who would have thought that a shot of, of horses riding on a ship in space would send me back into chills and make perfect sense to me? But it absolutely does. I mean, who's going to question that? And uh, I can't remember her name now, but the, the new actress there who leads the charge, she looks great. I love her look. Uh, I loved. I just love the idea of them riding on horseback into battle. Whether or not logistically that makes all the sense in the world, it's kind of like the, the the moment in Game of Thrones during the uh, the Battle of Winterfell when the Melisandre sends all the the Dothraki out there and the horses uh, before the battle begins. Does that logistically make a lot of sense? Maybe not. No, not really. Doesn't it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense logistically? They wanted to take out a, a couple of people, I guess. But it looked freaking awesome. Uh, so anyway, the saga will end. The stories will live forever. Oh, another shot of Boyega yelling. As, uh, we got to go back to that shot there, because that is as um, Ray and Kylo are breaking whatever relic that is. You got to assume that that is Darth Vader's mask. As well, she has the dagger in the background. Um, of course, you have the shot of them staring each other down and what looks like the the remains of the Death Star. Yeah, so there you go. So you have the masks exploding. You have in the background what we all seem to think is Chewie's uh, blaster gun um, as well as, oh, you can't really tell, but something else back there. But it does kind of, the, the whole white background just reminds me of the original trilogy. Just there was so much white uh, in the the production design uh, of the original trilogy, this just this gives me that feel. It certainly gives me the feel of Empire uh, a little bit as well. So, are they breaking Darth Vader's mask together? Uh, are they kind of fighting over it and then it ha happens to break in the background? Uh, I don't know, but I love this. I love that shot there. It's just fantastic. Oh, the epic space battle shots. Slow motion of Kylo Ren, and of course, there you have it. There's Rey staring down the Emperor, and you can see, you can hear him, and you can see him laughing there uh, in his throne. Um, is that is that somehow uh, Dark Rey with the Emperor working behind her? Is that somehow the Emperor as Dark Rey? Is it just the Emperor as Dark Rey hallucination? I don't know, but that's such a great shot there, and Rey's by herself too. So where's Kylo in this situation? Where is Kylo? I don't think he's going to be dead. Is he tied up somehow? Is the, the Emperor have Kylo? And Rey is trying to get him back, get him redeemed? I don't know, but that's such a great shot. The Force will be with you. Always. That is the shot right there. The Force will be with you. The pause. Carrie Fisher finishes it by saying always. And... What's great about that shot, and it's not even really mentioned, is that Daisy Ridley as Ray is giving that like subtle, subtle, just like it's like a blink, but it's also a nod, just like they're she's nodding to somebody there. She sure she could be nodding to the audience, like, hey, let's go. We're two months away, let's go. This movie's coming. Um, but I feel like, and a lot of people are agreeing, because you know, you have the it seems like it's like gonna be a relic hunt in this movie, so it's very Deathly Hallows esque. And if we're going to go Deathly Hallows-esque and, and kind of 
model the structure of the movie after that, then we might as well do that scene in Deathly Hallows where Harry's kind of have to visit his parents as well as Dumbledore in what is assumed to be some sort of heaven, I guess. Um, and I feel like Ray's going to have a moment with a couple of people from the Force who are passed on, whether that is the original three or whether that's... Um, like everybody who's been a force user, like do we get Obi Wan in there? Probably not. Uh, do we get Anakin in there? Probably not. Uh, but you know, people like that. Like I don't know. Uh, and I just love that. Finally finishing with Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. As the logo comes up there, oh, dun dun dun, boom! It's fantastic. Tickets available now. Of course, ten seconds after this appeared, I went on bought a couple tickets. Cannot wait to see this movie. There's more to come, more discussion to come. Uh, but that is the breakdown as of now. It's top five greatest trailers of all time for me. And I'm going to go ahead and pause this podcast and rewatch it again. That's it. That's the show. Until next time, have a Rise of Skywalker weekend. Yes.